welcome to the third episode of Brain Pain Podcast. This episode, we're talking about simulation theory. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, simulation theory. Mm-hmm. What about it? So I guess the argument for it is what do you mean for it like that it's that real? it's possible or real okay um so the theory is that if a simulation resembling what we think is reality is possible then it's more likely that we're in a simulation than not in a simulation yeah i follow that but my what I always wonder when I hear that argument is what does it mean to resemble reality? Like resemble the base reality or, or what do you mean? Your, what you, you know, see with your senses and stuff, like everything, like smell, sound, feeling, Mm -hmm. your perception of the world. If, Recreating that in a simulation is possible. Okay. Okay. Then it's more likely you're in a simulation than not. So if it's if it's possible for us to create something that simulates what we think of as reality. Yes. Okay. Not that resembles real reality because who well, knows what real reality is. You could even make an argument that, and we wouldn't even have to be able to do that, like because if in another reality. It's more complex, and they created a simpler version, which is this. Yeah. And we create simpler versions, which is, you know, video games and stuff. Yeah. Then I guess the argument could be that it's already happened. But yeah, if if you can prove that it's possible to do what we see, then it's most likely that it has happened. Okay. So the reason for that is there's if if it is possible there's unlimited number of possible simulations. Yeah, because they could each have one inside of them. Every yeah. simulation could have a simulation within it. Yeah, or yeah. hundreds or, or millions yeah. like it it's unlimited. Yeah. Right? But the there's only one base reality then. Yeah. And what are the chances that ours is the base reality? Very low. Yeah, if it's even possible. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, here I go forgetting what I was about to say again. <laughs> I was going to say something. Oh, okay, but why would it have to resemble the the reality above it? Like, why would a simulation have to resemble? Why can't it, it just be a computer program that it is wouldn't, just something? It wouldn't have to. Like, yeah. there's a very good argument that we would, their base reality would be a more complicated one and they simplified it for this simulation. Yeah, so that they could understand it and program it, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Or it'd be easier for them to program without higher yeah. technology and stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the whole argument of that if it's possible to create a simulation that resembles reality, well, that doesn't even need to be. That condition doesn't even need to be. It just needs to be possible to simulate something. It's something. I mean, it can be anything, can it? I mean, isn't couldn't there be an argument that 
any video game is a simulation. I mean, yeah, it is. But does the so what's the difference then? I think the biggest difference is being able to put something that has you know a cognitive ability in yeah, the video game, a, something with a consciousness. So, yeah, a consciousness. Yeah. So okay. if you could you know give somebody a like drugs or something that makes them have amnesia and not remember base reality and then put them in a simulation then to them that would be reality right yeah yeah even if it's simpler than our reality yeah even if it's just a video game yeah so so by that reasoning then it's like almost guaranteed that we're in a simulation isn't it i mean yeah it's i mean it's a really really high possibility but i mean I don't know that it changes anything. Like, no. Why? Why are we living differently if we are in a simulation? I don't know that we are. Are we? Does it matter? I don't know that it does. Is there an argument that it does? I mean, there's always the argument that truth is the essential thing for how to, you know, orient yourself. Yeah. But I don't know that that's but completely true. Okay, so it's true that we're in a simulation. What do you do differently? Yeah, why does that change our life? I don't know. I mean... I guess if there's some sort of interaction between our programmers and us, maybe then it would change. But how are you supposed to know that? I mean, I guess maybe God is our programmer. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense that if something creates... If someone creates a simulation for their pleasure right yeah then the goal of everything inside of it would be to achieve that goal not if that's how they programmed it yeah maybe maybe what pleases them is people their the their creations just going about and doing their own thing and not even caring about them you know i mean i could see how that could be or else maybe maybe it is like I want you to do this and that would, and so then that, then it would be right for that person to do that. Yeah. But would it be? Why would it be? I don't know. So let's say, let's say we are in a simulation and we, there's a programmer. Why do we owe the programmer anything? I mean, okay. Yeah. He created us or she or whatever, but what, why are their why is their morality imposed on us? Why can't we just do what we want? I I guess the only argument against that would be that he he or she has the ability to destroy you, so that would be the only reason. Not, I mean, there's no higher morality other than if I offend my programmer, they're going to destroy me. Well, but there could be programming that would. Uh give positive feedback to certain behaviors yeah okay like if you're in a video game and you break the rules of the video game your character dies right yeah yeah but if you you know follow the storyline that's the ideal way to play it out yeah if you're the character yeah okay but say i don't care like what if I don't care about surviving or whatever, like if I have no other drive to do, well, I guess this is kind of a bigger discussion because, okay, let's say we're not in a simulation 
and it's what we've always thought it was the same question still stands why am i why do i why am i moral what is the purpose of being moral like okay say there is a god i mean i guess the argument would be eternal damnation that's the only reason it's because you want to avoid eternal damnation they could there could be some like pre-programming that would um give you i guess what we would say is happiness from following certain rules okay right like similar to a video game you go outside the train of the video game it's like if there was a positive happiness feedback that the characters got for following the rules of the video game correctly yeah yeah that makes more sense so we don't do we don't do it okay i mean this is just this is just real world theology or morality or whatever for a second we don't do what's right because we're we're afraid of damnation or trying to get to heaven and we also don't do what's right because it brings us instant gratification. We do what's right because that bring that plays into a system that will ultimately bring about the most good. And the most good is what will make us the most happy. Is that yeah, a fair that, is that a fair analysis? That would that would be a good strong man of that point yeah yeah so it's it it's like playing the long game essentially yep. we're thinking into the far future about what's well i don't be even best. know that we're necessarily doing that i think it's kind of uh we've there's there's a very valid argument from some uh i don't know if i would even call them atheists they're people who believe in evolution that would argue that um, a lot of what religion text and stuff is is a representation of learned behaviors that they can't express in any other form that leads to survival yes yeah that yeah. like these they didn't know what to call it because it's hard to understand some of these concepts when you know one action leads to like even generations of beneficial mm-hmm. circumstances that it's hard to portray that in anything other than, you know, God blessing you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a valid argument, but yeah, again, I have no idea. Yeah. That it makes sense. Cause it's like, rather than, so it's, it's kind of like the species is telling you what to do. Like, the species is looking out for itself. So, so, and this is their argument. I'm not saying this is how it is, but so we, we are religious and we have these moral codes because over time that is what doing those things has, what is, what has propagated our species. And so now it's ingrained in us because we have survived because of those things. And so now we do them because that's what makes us survive. So, so I, then the way we rationalize it is by calling it God or, or morality also, or whatever. I would also say some of it is probably learned. Like, obviously, you know, you 
let's say, do something where you have sex with a sibling and have a kid and the kid dies, right? Yeah. Okay, God wasn't happy with that because the kid died. Yeah. That makes sense in your brain. Yeah. And it's right. Like that. And that's what will help your species what, survive. Yes. So, and it, that's why it's... So, some of it, you could argue some of it's learned. Yeah. But, again, I don't know that that's yeah the way it is that yeah that's probably part of it but it's also like so that that happened a few times and people were like okay god doesn't like this so now this is a rule yeah yeah it's probably some of that too but i think it's also i think also their argument is we have this internal sense of morality that comes from all these things that we can't quantify in so many words that have helped us survive and now it's just ingrained in our in our thoughts because our ancestors did it and so yeah. now we do it and that's we just keep surviving because of it and that that argument is pretty i mean it's fairly convincing honestly so it's it's hard to know i mean it's also unfalsifiable so you can't really yeah. know i mean can't yeah there's a lot of things you can't know yeah the the alternative is unfalsifiable too so you just got to take it on faith yeah take all of it on faith but Anyway, so simulations, yeah. <laughs> back to those. Um, so what were we talking about? <laughs> How did we get to this? Well, we got onto the point of if we were in a simulation, why would we act differently? Oh, yeah. And yeah. so we were talking about morality and happiness, I guess. Yeah. And how that could be programmed in. Yeah. So is there... So there's really no reason... To act differently, is there? I mean, if I we don't are know a, that there would be. Yeah. Other, I mean, unless, it might be. It might be more convincing for a biblical perspective that you know God is the person running the simulation, or not even person. Whatever is running the simulation is God in another universe. Like, yeah, yeah. you could argue it's God. Yeah. Um, and if you're, I don't know. I don't know that there's any other way. To. I mean, unless you can get out of the simulation, then maybe your goal should be to get out of the simulation. But yeah, but are we given any way to do that? I mean, I don't know. There's, I don't know that there's a pill. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's being good. Maybe that's what gets us out. Maybe, but but yeah, you I mean, can't just please the God that created your simulation because He can't pull you out of the simulation. Yes, that's into his that's world. the real mind bending argument. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big because thing. so God, if God is just a nerdy kid on in his basement coding, how is that nerdy kid gonna pull us out of his simulation and make us real in his world? Well, let's see if he can. He has to convince cognition or something. I don't know, or consciousness. Well, and do you put think it he into knows a how robot to do that? or something? I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe if maybe. the world is more complex up there. I mean. Maybe. Or he well, just gets a hold of his programmer. If they're creating yeah. <laughs> consciousness in characters, you could probably put your consciousness into a robot. Yeah, right? so why does he just do that? Uh, like, why is he putting us in this? Why is, were you just in a computer then? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a reason, but... I don't know. It's easier. I suppose, yeah. Probably. He doesn't want a bunch of robots running around his bedroom. He doesn't want a bunch he of conscious wants, robots. <laughs> yeah, he just wants them on his computer. Yeah, so he can watch them. They can't hurt anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, I guess. So I guess that's a possibility, but I like what you said, though. Well, I also don't know that we should necessarily be thinking about it as 
the creator of a simulation being a person. Well, that's true. What else? I mean, the computer I guess. Itself. So well, the computer oh, just computes a thing and pops out a program. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, but no, <laughs> that's not how computers work. Exactly. Unless so, they do. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in, that a more, world. in a more complicated world, yeah. they got computers just doing things. Yeah, but I think we do have to consider a person, and by person, you mean consciousness. Something yes. that has a conscious choice and a will to do something. Yes, obviously, if they're, you know, creating things. Yeah, so I think to... we can fairly say that it is a person or at least some sort of consciousness. Yes. Which, honestly, I think a, per- a person person and consciousness can is just two words for the same thing in my mind. Okay. But maybe not, I don't know. I don't know. What what is What makes a person a person? Well, a lot of people would argue consciousness. Yeah, um, I mean, I would. I would say that's all you need. It's but. yeah, it's hard to define a person though. Yeah, because like it's not like we value people based on their, uh, like you can't just say cognition. Like yeah, that doesn't work. It's because, not quite the same thing. You know, somebody's unconscious. It's not that they lost their yeah. humanity. Yeah. It's, well, that's true. It's like yeah. it's a combination of your physical body and your mind maybe is one of the best arguments like okay just the fact that you look like a person makes you a person i guess yeah so i don't know okay so yeah so when somebody's in a coma yeah we don't just murder them because they're not a person anymore yeah so person maybe isn't complete isn't just a consciousness maybe not but yeah probably not actually so what what's the difference then is there something more or is it something different? I would say it's maybe a combination of that with something else, but I, I don't know. It's hard to define. Yeah. Well, I mean, a person in a coma is still alive, technically, so we value so them it, because they're alive. Is it, is it life? Then what aspect of life? Because you can be brain dead yeah. or you can be, you know, your heart stopped, but your brain's still functioning. Yeah. So how do we define that then? Yeah, exactly. And do you need both? Well, apparently not cuz we don't just go around murdering people in comas. Yeah. So you just need life, which how do you define life? Cuz well we okay, do dogs have consciousness? I mean, this is going back to the argument we had know. before. <laughs> or I any animal, does any animal have consciousness? I mean, that's hard to argue. I, I would almost say maybe. I don't know. So I get, okay. Is that different are than you a defi- soul? Are you, defi- <laughs> are you defining consciousness as free will, like the same idea? or I'm, I'm, I guess I'm defining consciousness as something that can experience something and has a will. Okay. So yeah, free will, I guess. Okay. Yes. So I guess the first half of that, I would definitely say animals have the yeah. ability to experience stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. But... I guess the harder one is a will. Yeah, do they have a will? Or is it just rote obedience to natural laws? Yeah, I don't know. Well, but, I mean, you can also make the argument that people don't have that ability uh, to yeah, I realize avoid that. natural laws. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I. And I, so what I was going to say, though, is we don't go around murdering animals because that's inhumane. 
Yeah. So apparently they have something valuable. Life. And maybe it... Yeah, so life is... We're, yeah. So what type of life, though? Because yeah. do we care about... Plant life? Trees? Not really. Well, I wouldn't... That's a different kind of life, Well, I feel like. Well, I mean... You gotta plants, define life. Yeah. They I both, mean, they grow, they move. They reproduce. They reproduce. Yeah. But do they experience things? I don't know. I, I mean, they don't have a mind the way we do, but... Possibly, like, senses? I think they might have some senses, Determine. Though. I think they have, like, nerve systems. Really? They have nerve... I, like, I don't know. Like, something like a nervous system? I think... I guess I, I have no idea, but I thought I read something about they have something similar to a nervous system. Could it okay. be the ability... Because it's like a system where their body senses that, you know, like, if an animal eats off of, like, a grass... Yeah. It... Like, it feels that and then sends stuff to okay. go repair it, right? Okay. Could it be the ability to, I don't want to say just move, but the ability to move? <laughs> well, they they kind of, like, sunflowers turn to yeah. follow the sun. Yeah. Sunflowers should be protected. They're sentient <laughs> life. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the ability to... And they've, I mean, they've created robots that are completely self-determining they'll follow light like really? wherever the light goes they follow yeah do they charge themselves They'd, when they run out low on battery because I, that would be way too cool i don't yeah i don't know Roombas if they do, do. <laughs> do they yeah. actually yeah they I go back to their charging oh, wow. station and yeah science it's yeah. big brain but no Roombas like, are life <laughs> yeah protect the Roombas. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that was the first robot that they created that have like complete uh autonomy autonomy because they are programmed to follow light that's all they do. Yeah. They're, okay. They're not thinking about things. They're just the light moves. They move. So yeah. Is that do plants have autonomy? Like, I guess. Yeah, I think they have autonomy because they're kind of self-determining. Yeah. They go so, where they go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can say they go where they want. I guess do they want or do they just follow? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, that's really weird. Because I was almost going to say it's the ability to feel pain, but why? Why is that determined that you are that you have life? Because what um, is pain other than a, just a reaction? I mean, yeah, sense? but you also don't want to be going around killing things that feel pain because, I don't know. So it's almost the thing of feeling. Like, what? So we kill. Well, but it's also wrong to kill people in unpainful ways. Yeah. Wait, no, what are you saying? Well, I was saying, like, we go around killing plants and stuff because they don't feel pain. So, like, we don't really care. So, but, like, we don't just go around killing animals and people because they can feel pain. But I suppose, yeah, Yeah, it's inhumane if you're doing... That's what I'm saying is that it's the ability to Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking about your point a little bit more. Yeah, so do you think that that could be a qualifier for... No, because we he said we can't just kill people, you know, by lethal injection or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not moral <laughs> to kill people. You can't just poison people but, and they just but, die. Yeah, you can't kill fine. people because they have life. And life is defined as they have the ability to feel pain. Ah. Does that make sense? So it's not necessarily the pain that is wrong for us killing them? Exactly. It's not wrong. It's Yeah, it's wrong to inflict pain, but it's wrong to 
kill something that can feel pain, even if you do it painlessly. Okay. Because that's it has, I don't know. I'm just yeah, throwing I mean, stuff out there. That's a really interesting theory or suggestion, whatever. I think maybe there's something else that there's maybe gotta be. plants don't. Yeah, I feel like it's not pain, but yeah. that's like really close on finding something that, yeah, that animals and humans have, but but not plants. Not plants. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is breath and a heartbeat. Yeah, but like, well, which part if I'm holding my defining? breath, can you kill me? <laughs> well, because I'm not breathing anymore. Well, that's ha- I don't know. Well, that goes back to. Okay, so do you want to say it's brain function because there are people who like are brain dead, and that's when we say that we can pull a plug, or there's people where their heart stop and we put them on a machine to keep their heart beating, or there's people who stop breathing and we start using respirators. So like, what's what's the defining characteristic? Is it all of them? Well, I don't know. I mean. I, I think the most valid one is brain function. Like, once there's no brain function, they have no senses left. Yeah. You could argue well, that. Well, that's fine, but... So, it's not... Okay, so let's define it as brain dead for a little bit here. So, it's not wrong to pull the plug when they're brain dead because they no longer have that determining feature. Yeah. But well, I got it. they still want to... Their family still wants them around, so they there's still value there because of other people so, placing value on them. Yeah, but that makes sense. So still but not I don't good know that you them. can just draw value from uh, from other people. Well, right? I think you can because well, if, but the value comes from somewhere else, doesn't it? Because no, if yeah, I agree. Fam- if someone but, doesn't have family, you can't just kill them. Yeah, no, I understand that. I'm what I'm saying is that. It's not wrong. It wouldn't be wrong to pull the plug if nobody cared about this person because they're brain dead. So it'd just be like, okay, let's pull the plug. But the reason you don't, I mean, sometimes people do, but the reason you don't oftentimes is because of the family. And so it's still, it's still not good to pull the plug, even though it wouldn't be wrong to pull the plug, like morally wrong. So it's like, it's not, I'm trying to think of another example, like people place value on stuff. So it's not good to violate that value, even though it ne- wouldn't necessarily be wrong. Does that make sense? Mm. It's like it's kind of the whole argument of don't make your brother stumble. Yeah. So like, it it's not wrong for you to eat meat sacrificed in a temple, but if somebody's offended by that and places value on not doing that, then it's not good to do it. It's maybe kind of the same thing. I yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing. But that, that's the argument I'm making. Okay. But you said you had it. Um, you figured it I out. I mean, yes, but no. Okay. So I still haven't decided like what defines life, but a potential of life is definitely there. Like, so that's why we don't go I brain make, dead people. I make the same argument. Yeah. Because it's okay. because they have that potential there. I also okay. I make that argument a lot for abortions. Yeah. Which some people really hate that I do that. But, yeah. Uh, well, it just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I mean, I I don't know that it's necessarily true that. Uh, potential life is valuable but there's a reason why we you know care about taking care of children right because there's more potential life yeah Mm. in my opinion that's why yeah right like well that's what we say they had their whole life ahead of them yeah right so it's yeah that's why it's potential the potential for life matters yeah 
Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. But so what about a 99-year-old guy who's brain dead? Does he have the potential yeah, for life? Yeah, he still has potential for life. So any potential is worth protecting? I, I would think so. Okay. I mean, it's hard, I guess, to draw the line. Because yeah. what if... Well, but if well, the okay. only way you can survive is living on machines, are you yeah. supposed to See, stay on machines? I think there's a difference between like brain dead and a coma. Not? Yeah, there is. Yes, yeah, there so is. like that's... A com- I guess A brain dead is there's no brain function and right. it won't recover. Right, so a there's coma. not really potential, I no, guess, in my not. opinion. That's, so that's go ahead and plug them. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, unless the family doesn't want it. Because yeah, but what are they holding on to? Once someone's <laughs> brain dead, personal that's issue. Their, yeah, that's a personal choice. <laughs> yeah, one. But once someone's brain dead, that's when doctors are allowed to tell the family they can pull the plug. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but a coma is like they still a coma is like you're there's still, still brain alive. function. It's just they're like, still functioning fine. They just aren't. Thinking. They're just not conscious. They're just yeah. sleeping. And it's, yeah, it's basically like sleep. Yeah. Only. Although so, I don't know that they have dreams. I, I think they do. they do. I think okay. I've heard that they do, but I don't know that they do as much, maybe. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I don't really How know. How can sure. you... I mean, science. Someone who has been in it and comes out can yeah. probably... Yeah, yeah. but dreams. sometimes I go to sleep and I don't remember that I've dreamed. But they say you How dream you every night. It's just whether or not you remember. I don't know that you've dreamed as Your much as subconscious you bro- is doing things. Yeah. Every night. Does that count as a dream? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. I don't know that you all... Your mind is always working while you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it's always portraying a story the way it does in a dream. I feel like a dream is when the subconscious doing its thing starts to get so riled up that it bubbles up towards your consciousness. That's basically what a dream is. It's just boiling over, essentially. Mm-hmm. Dreams are just <laughs> boiling over. <laughs> Which, I guess a person in a coma, then, it's probably kind of the same thing. It just doesn't boil over as easy, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, the other just thing pulling stuff out of my butt. is how easy it is to forget dreams. Yeah, yeah but isn't that because um, it, it's not really a cohesive thing? It's It's basically taking disjointed memories... And it's all kind of going through the same place, so it feels like they're all one thing, but they're actually disjointed, and they're all getting sorted out and put in their separate places. Yeah, that makes sense. I so, mean, wow. and sometimes There's you actually, experience it so good that it, you actually do remember it, but then other times it's like there there have been dreams where I'm enough. like, okay, I need to remember this, so I like sat awake for a while and like tried to replay it all in my head. And yeah, like yeah. Actually you try go and, over it a few times yeah, or something. Yeah, make sure yeah. I got it. Well, then you will remember it because then remember. it's yeah. then it's a thought that you've had that it now it has to process as an individual thing. So I'm all together. That, yeah, that, all is, together. Another, yeah. that yeah. is another interesting thing is they say that when you remember something, you're not remembering the original thing. You're remembering the last time you remembered it. Yeah. And yeah, so because it gets reprocessed. Yeah, oh. So the longer you've gone without thinking about something. The fresher it is. The longer you've gone, the worse it is. <laughs> The fresher, like the nearer it is, the fresher. So if I just thought about something, then it's really fresh in my mind and I can go back to that memory. But it's also maybe not quite as accurate. It's not. The right. more the more you think about something, the less accurate it gets. Yeah. True. So so if you haven't <laughs> thought about something for a long time and you and then you recall it, it'll probably be more accurate. Not? Yes, but it will also be a or, fainter memory. Like, it's harder to remember it because yeah, it was a long well, time ago. Well, but maybe not because it probably gets processed when you sleep. If, you've, if you're if you thinking about it when you sleep. Or if you... 
Well, you probably are because your subconscious is in there doing stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Sleep is, dreams are weird, and they, they kind of scare me. <laughs> like it's like, well, and sometimes they have like really deep personal meaning that yeah. uh, you. It's weird because there's like and why, <laughs> I've I've experienced dreams where it's like, I. It's like I knew <laughs> what the dream was telling me, but I didn't know it until the dream happened, and then it's like, oh, that makes so like. Hmm. It was like I was teaching myself things through a dream, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like. Yeah. How no, does, I know. What how you're does saying. my brain tell myself something that it doesn't know, and I understand it's it? It's because it's putting it together. Like you yeah. have all the information and the all the stuff that you need to know the thing. It's just you haven't put it all together until you dream about it. Maybe I don't yeah. know. That's my guess. I mean, I've also experienced dreams that aren't like anything that I've experienced before. Like, I think. Oh yeah. That it's really interesting how dreams have uh, archetypes, I guess you want to call it. Like certain things that multiple people experience that all like indicate a certain, not necessarily mental unhealth, but like a certain like. A certain issue. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting to me that it is can that be... Is that science? I'm pretty sure it is. I I mean, I've heard of that, but is that actual, like... I guess I, real life science? I'm not a scientist, just, so I don't really know, but that's what I've heard. I mean, so I don't I doubt you, but... Like... The places I've, had, I've... Well, go ahead. I've had dreams where, like, my teeth will fall out, and I've looked that up, and oh, it's yeah. about anxiety or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's huh. probably not wrong. Yeah. I've never Something had that kind of a dream. Stressful, I guess. Yeah. Has I've, I've actually heard a bunch of people have that kind of a dream. Like people tell me that and they're like, yeah, I'm having anxiety because, and I'm like, I've never, I've literally never dreamed that before. Ah, good I for you. Like you. don't have anxiety. Apparently. <laughs> I guess, I guess I don't know what anxiety is. <laughs> huh. Have you have you had a dream about going to school naked or something like that? Isn't that another one? Uh, I suppose I don't really know if that necessarily okay. means anything or if that's just what. Yeah, I've heard fear. it's like you feel you feel vulnerable and exposed uh, and like. Yeah, no, I keep myself pretty locked up, so I don't have that kind okay. of dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what going to school is like, so. <laughs> so yeah, I've never had that dream, but. Anyway, I want to go back to um, what consciousness is and what personhood is. Okay. Because I think... Well, I don't I think, know that it's possible to really define it. I don't yeah. know either. I mean, you know the line, but how do? You, but it's hard you to define. Philosophers yeah. have been trying to do this for centuries. I don't yeah. think we're going to finish it in a podcast. Yeah, no. I mean, um, we're the smartest people. Yeah, we are the <laughs> smartest people, so we should probably figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It... Yeah, you, yeah. The weird thing is, you do know, you know, what is valuable, yeah. but you can't put it into words. You can't define it. There's because no, that's what the programmer programmed into the simulation. Yeah. That this is valuable that's and this is not is. so much. Yeah, that's the only. I don't know. That's the only thing it could be because you can't derive it from just natural circumstances, natural laws. So it's got to be just put into us by this higher power. Well, but makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I also find it's interesting. Like, there is a valid argument for like a natural law theory, which is like that even if we have these moralities from a simulation creator or a god or mm-hmm. whatever you want to say it is, it seems to follow a path that is beneficial for our own lives. Like, mm. a lot of the things that we think are moral do make 
our lives better because of the way they are. Like, yeah. if you had to worry about someone stealing your stuff all the time, you'd probably be paranoid and your life would be miserable because yeah. you wouldn't own anything because everyone else is taking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But the fact that we all trust that we're not going to steal each other's stuff. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is also interesting because, like, one of the biggest economic factors is actually trust. And, like, it started, like... Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of countries that don't have any resources do really well because they have, like, a high level of trust. And wow. Like, Neat. I mean... That's why I keep think my about, stuff like, unlocked. <laughs> a lot of stuff, like... eBay, you mean, sh- you eBay mean, should have never worked. What? Right? eBay should have never... Oh, yeah. I why? mean, two people who've never met before are going to, you know... And never meet? <laughs> yeah, never meet. And the, during the whole so transaction, they never what, see what, each other. What should happen is, right, like, I write you a check that bounces and you send me a piece of junk. Yeah. That's, that's what that's eBay what should have happen. Yeah. yeah. But, no, people actually put on what they were selling. Yeah. And actually paid for it and it started working yeah and, hmm. yeah, and that's now we because have like a whole economic system of stuff that would have been junk because people trust each other yeah and so the reason we're here is because we had that ingrained in us and who cares where it came from it works so just keep doing it okay you know so, that's the evolutionist argument okay i would say because so the reason we're here right now is because we've survived, right? Yeah. And the reason we've survived is because of systems like that. And so that's why those systems persist. That's their argument. Okay. And, I mean, it kind of... That's, like, I mean, kind of persuasive. The other argument is that we just have them, and so we should use them because that's the way... Like, but then where did it come from? Well, so that would be a, you know, like... That would be an argument that God gave you them. Oh, okay. They're yeah. a natural law that works in the world. Yeah, okay. Get, like, God would give them to you for your purpose of doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are both... I think those are both valid arguments that are unfalsifiable and therefore must be taken on faith. And so it's just kind of up to you <laughs> yeah. to decide what you want to believe. But, I mean... I don't know. I feel like there's better arguments for a higher power because there's other arguments ju- than just morality. I mean, yeah, but I think morality is probably the best argument for God, but yeah, it's one of the best. Okay. One of the top three. So your morality is based on a bunch of rules that have gotten you here this far. Yeah. Okay. Gotten you living here this far, whatever. Yeah. Now, who is to tell me that if I go against those, I'm wrong? Exactly. Like, so it's not really a sense of morality, I guess, because it doesn't dictate good and bad. That's the main argument for God. Exactly. Right. You can't, if you can't define it, then it's not, you shouldn't have to follow it. Yeah. Right. Right. The the evolutionist morality applies only to the species. And the benefits apply only to the species, where God's morality applies to every individual. And so that's why communism is, and collectivism is an atheist system, is because it believes in the group rather than the individual. Yeah. Whereas whereas God applies his laws to the individual, because it's the individual that makes up the groups. 
that's that's a one of yeah that's a better argument in my opinion but it's still unfalsifiable so it's hard to decide <laughs> i mean it's hard to know for sure but yeah i guess i didn't that's a good point that you brought up i forgot about the whole like okay yeah it's gotten us this far but why can't i just do whatever i want yeah because why am i obliged to my species right why do i care yeah if it gets me ahead right now who's to say that it's who's to say that it's well there's also an argument that if you're an like you believe in evolutionary biology that your only goal should be your own reproductive ability. Like exactly, all you should care about is handing your genes on. Yeah, that's all you should Just care about. Literally, mating with everything inside. Kill everyone else <laughs> and just have as many kids as yeah. possible. That's how you pass your genes. Yep. On. Yeah, but that doesn't make good families and good people. Yeah, but it makes for so more I think, people. I think the main of you. Yeah, I think I the main argument against it would be that families self-destruct then because it's a terrible system yeah so it's so yeah other people have tried it and it didn't work because and they died out yeah <laughs> that's why we have the thing ingrained in us because yes. the people who did that thing survived nice so it's like yeah so it's like it's kind of persuasive but yeah yet it's not because yeah because of reasons that you said so <laughs> So anyway, so is God the programmer then? Oh yeah, simulations. That's, yeah. <laughs> so I would say honestly, so, yeah. I would what is the so. difference between a God speaking things into existence and a, and a programmer. kid programming using a programming language? Honestly, doesn't seem like much. Yeah, or using talk to the, text to program it. Exactly. So exactly. he could be speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I don't really know. I think the only difference is think about. the only difference is God in our minds, or at least in Christian theology, God is both the programmer and the computer. Yeah, because mm. he spoke it. Yeah, he, he produced it out of his own self. So yeah. it's like he didn't. He wasn't yeah. talking to a computer and making it do stuff. Right. So what's the difference between well, could us a computer be that, creating a simulation on its own? Well, I, I don't, don't really think so, but I mean, heck, I'm not a supercomputer, so I don't know. Well, <laughs> can God create or the world I? on his own? Apparently. So God... W- if he did, then he did, but if he didn't, <laughs> then he didn't. <laughs> like, Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> like, if what if our idea of God being both, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that you explained, what if that's just our bad interpretation of exactly. him using a computer exactly i think that's exactly what it is it's god told okay the bible was given to us and it is the inspired word of god however it's i i don't want to say it's flawed but it's condensed down so this world that god lives in is so much more complex than ours and it's it's a world that we can't understand and so in order to talk to us he has to put it into terms that we're going to get. So the Bible is the best way to communicate his meaning, even though it's imperfect. Yeah. It's not, it's not fully what he's trying to communicate because it's impossible for him to fully communicate it. Yeah. 
So, so our theology, our understanding of God is the best representation of what actually is, even though it might be completely not what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, not completely, but not fully what it is. So I think, so I think the idea that God is the programmer and the computer makes sense. Yeah. You know, like he, he's the yeah. programmer, but he's also the medium through which the program was executed. Yeah. And as we see them as together, they don't necessarily have to be in his world, but also could be, I guess. Yeah. Because it's complicated. So, yeah, exactly. So they're, they're separate, but they're also together at the same time. And that doesn't make any sense in our world, but maybe it does in his. I think that makes sense. So now what happens when you keep going up the chain of him being just just a kid in a his kid basement in his basement in a simulation. Yeah. Of another kid in his basement. Yeah. In a simulation of another kid in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they all kids in their basement? Why can't they be <laughs> No. Okay. Fine. Um Yeah, so did we talk about making real in world? Uh, briefly, but not really. Because I want to talk about because you said something about how in order to be real, so we talked about just putting consciousness into robots. But why couldn't? So if God is just a kid in his basement in a in his own simulation, and there's another God above him, what if what if we prayed to God's God to become gods? Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? So if if God's God has all the power over God's simulation, then he should be able to take us out of our simulation and put yeah, us in his simulation. How far back can we track that? Like as far back as we can go up to we're are, just down from base reality. How are you going to impress a uh, creator yeah. of a simulation that created your simulation? I mean you never know. Very he might, carefully. He might <laughs> randomly just see you someday and be like, and you're like, hey, you know. Yeah, we're just down here like, hey, hey, we know that we're in a simulation in a simulation. <laughs> and he's Can like, oh, that's help us neat. out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, sure. That's that's pretty neat. I'm going to see what that's like. You know? Pulls a guy right out of the lower simulation right yeah. into the other one. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I don't know that that's what we should strive for necessarily, <laughs> but is I don't know that it's impossible. Uh, it'd be a good uh, book or a yeah. movie or something. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good movie. That's for sure. It'd be like Inception, only reality instead of dreams. It'd be like The Matrix and Inception. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Matrix in general, I suppose it could be. Well, but it's multiple levels. Multiple yeah. simulations. Right, yeah, right. I guess. Yeah. Well, unless The Matrix is multiple levels. I'm, wait, is it? I don't know. I watched a theory on the internet about it. Oh yeah, it's so that the really pe- good. So that the the um, what did you say? Okay, so the theory is that if you were gonna create a simulation, whatever these this reality of the Matrix, the mm-hmm. one where Neo starts out in, mm-hmm. if you're gonna make that, and there is a possible chance, like that, people escape from that and get into the mm-hmm. quote unquote real. If you made a double layer one, the people that escaped would feel as though they escaped and be like, this is reality now. Yeah. So the the fact is that you make a double layer one so that they escape and they think they escaped and then they don't ever try to escape again into the real. 
But why don't you want them? Because you're controlling people to make a battery, as the Matrix says. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so what is the premise? How do people become real? I've never watched The Matrix, and I want to. We should watch it. But, but how do people become real? So let's say that's not true, and The Matrix is just at face value. How do people actually... It's they wake up, don't they? Yeah, I mean, like they're and they actually, get unplugged from. They're an actual being. They're an actual being. Yeah, yeah, plugged into the simulation. Yeah, instead okay. of being just like a program. Yeah, just there. Yeah, it's like VR. I mean, it's not quite VR. It's obviously oh, it's, more realistic than VR. I mean, basically yes, yeah. but it's more realistic than VR. What's well, ultimate VR? I mean, well, yeah, I guess VR if you want to, if you want to take sense. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so if everyone were in the base reality, plugged into the second reality, plugged into the third reality, yeah. when they escape into the second reality, they're like, ah, this is real life. Yeah. And they don't try to escape again. Yeah. It's like, that, that is sense. so big brain. That's so like, smart, yeah. 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 So now they actually do have them as, to make a battery, or have them as whatever they need them for. Yeah, battery, what? <laughs> I don't know what is it. That's what it is in the Matrix. Okay, but I also read somewhere that the, it was originally gonna be a computer, which makes too much more sense. What but, do you mean a computer? Like, so they were using these people's brain functions f- to make like a computer. Oh, okay, which makes more sense. But and they were something something about by at the time, you know, most people didn't understand computers, so they just called it a battery instead. Oh, okay. like so the original thoughts were to call it a computer. Yeah. But they're like, ah, people watching this movie won't understand what a computer is. Okay. That's actually pretty big. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Like, yeah. a battery doesn't really work. No, yeah, it doesn't like make much you, sense. Yeah, I don't understand. But, so yeah, so it's like, they're using their brain function as a computer and just pacifying their consciousness so that their consciousness will allow them to use their brain. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty smart. Yeah. And so then, yeah, you just double layer them and then you got perfect security. Yeah. That's, that's pretty smart. That's probably what it is in real life. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Matrix was a documentary. Yeah. Because <laughs> one part, I don't know. I've only seen the first one, I think. And that's been a while. Yeah. But. I didn't uh, even know there were more than one. Yeah, oh, there's really? like three of them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I've, um, yeah, I'm pretty in sure one of them, it might be the first one even. Morpheus is like, is this real? Or something like It might be like the very end or something. Mm. I don't know. But he asks that question and that's. The main line that this theory person took. That it isn't? Yeah, he's like, uh, what if it's not? Like, he, So he took that line as in, like, oh, yeah. that the screenwriters were playing into the fact that... Yeah, they were hinting it. Hinting that it's actually a double layer. Yeah. So reality. Morpheus gets out and he's like, is this real? Well, he's... I think he's always out. Oh, he's always out? I think well, he's how out does from he, the beginning. Isn't he the one that Neo helps is the main character. Yeah, yeah he but, helps Neo. Well, but like, he... well, because he plugs back in. Oh, okay. But he's... And then he can pull out or something. Okay. It's been a while. I don't really know. Yeah. I want to watch him. I wish I knew more about him. Sounds interesting. Double layer simulation. Yeah. I think that... And Infinite layer simulation. Well, yeah. So, back to your first argument, it's most likely that it is many, many layers. Not? Yeah. I mean, if if one layer is possible, most likely it's a bunch of layers. Yeah. Yeah, and there, but there's a difference between these simulations that we're talking about. Like, so one is like you're a physical person in reality plugged into your consciousness is uploaded to yeah, the computer, like a VR. Yeah. Versus you being fully a program. Yeah, you're just a 
you're just a bunch of ones and zeros yeah essentially so i don't know what you do about that yeah but so if if we are a bunch of ones and zeros do we have a consciousness do sims Probably have not. consciousnesses i would argue no that's just what you think because you're not them <laughs> yeah i'm a sim racist <laughs> That's what our programmers think about us. They're like, yeah, they're, ah, they don't even. They know don't anything. have consciousness. They're they just think program. they have free will. Yeah, <laughs> wow, <laughs> jokes how cute. on them. <laughs> yeah, how cute. So, so we don't really have consciousness in the sense of the world above us because it's loop theory. Oh. No. Wait, what? Well, <laughs> we would have consciousness in our own world, though. Yeah, right? we can like, define it as consciousness in our own world, but we don't have the higher level consciousness. It, yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what all the the kooks mean when they say ascending. Like when you ascend to the astral planes, you're actually ascending into the next consciousness, of which the is higher simulation. The hi- yeah. Ha ha ha. Maybe everything know. is true. <laughs> all religions are true. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hmm. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. Not that this really makes any difference on anything, but we were talking about simple making uh, the lower simulations simplified versions, and I was just thinking about The Sims, mm-hmm. and like I was thinking, like, well, how is this really simplified? And I was like, well, they don't talk. That's pretty simplified. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like, oh, that's what you mean. Well, they're okay, two dimensional. Yeah. Well, as far yes as we know. No. Yeah. Well, I guess how would we know? Because what i'm confused yeah i mean i guess two-dimensional could be an argument but what if it weren't so yeah because just because you're viewing it on two-dimensional screen doesn't mean it's two-dimensional yeah yeah it's like the actors and stuff in movies they are three-dimensional but you're it's taken through a your viewing of it is two-dimensional yeah Yeah. so that could be sims could be three-dimensional in actuality yeah but like but then yeah, yeah. but then so we're ha- we have an imperfect view of what the sims are yeah i guess uh, the programmers themselves don't know everything about the sims they don't realize that they have three dimensions nice so what if that's how it works in real life that our programmers can't see us fully for what we are maybe but that's that seems weird but maybe well okay we'd have to ask a programmer cuz are the Sims actually two-dimensional? Probably. What dictates, like... What are the Sims? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're just a bunch of ones and zeros that translate yeah. into light that comes out of a yeah, screen. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, so they're it's like, essentially nothing. They don't even have dimension. Yeah. They're just math. You know? Yeah. Maybe we're just math. Well, we're we're upper simulation math. Oh, right, so, we so, are. so here's a theory. Yeah. Okay. When we create a simulation, we remove a dimension, right? Yeah. Well, I is suppose. it? Is that how it Maybe. works? Could well, be. Well, it might be. I don't know. So you think up, up there they have there three-dimensional screens? Could be. Why yeah, not? Normal. I mean, I guess that could be. And then they have, you know, they live in a four-dimension space. And then above that, there's a five-dimension space. <laughs> yeah. So we're That's like interesting. we're like really low on the totem pole is what you're telling me. I guess. <laughs> well, unless we live, and it wouldn't have to be every single one, like one 
one what uh what level of reality would create uh one that's the same or and every once in a while they just drop off a dimension just because it makes it easier yeah just because it simplifies it so yeah over time because we could technically make a three-dimensional simulation yeah we could Couldn't we like with holograms and stuff yeah but, but it'd probably be easier to make it two is that how yeah. though I mean, what are but, holograms? Well, honestly, besides... I don't even know because a simulation, it's not, you're not creating them in space and time. They're basically just a bunch of They're information. They're just viewing it. What? They're just viewing it as you're, that. You're just viewing it as that because yeah. the information is causing light to be emitted. Yeah. So, in a certain pattern. So yeah. basically, all simulations are, for us, is just a bunch of math and information happening. You know, so. So, How do you know you're not just information? Well, happening? maybe I am. I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm saying our simulations, I wouldn't even say they have a dimension. Like, because, I don't know. It's just, yeah. What and what is information except a representation for something in real life? You know, so it's basically just the sims are just a simplified representation of something in real life. Or something that could be real life. You understand what I'm saying? Eh. So, I don't know what, what where I'm trying to go with this, but... For us, we see each other in three dimensions. But, so do the Sims see... What do the Sims see each other in? That, I guess that's the question I'm asking. They don't mm. see each other in spatial dimension. Or maybe they do. You know, how do you ever know? Yeah, I sure don't know. So how do our programmers know? Because they interact with other Sims. Not that that's seeing, but like they would interact with other ones and zeros. Mm -hmm. Determined by ones and zeros, obviously. Yeah. So that's how they see each other. Yeah. They see each other as math. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. So... The way we see each other is and experience each other is through time and space and light, which is what God said he used to create the world. He used light, which is time and space. Because that's the kind of computer he has. That's the kind of computer he uses is one that instead of math or, or, you know, ones and zeros or whatever, it uses time and space as computing mechanisms Hmm. and so that's how we experience each other so god is a programmer (laughs) nice he's a space and time programmer i don't know (laughs) that's just a theory that's a crazy theory Hmm. and above him is a guy doing other kind of science yeah who the heck knows kind of science yeah you can't know better would ask him to pull us up a simulation yeah hey have we figured it out yet (laughs) upper god (laughs) Whoever's in the last one, yeah, hear our cry. <laughs> yeah, what would that be like, man? Like you're, you're just, just sitting here talking it. about it, and you're like, boom, yeah, like thirteen more dimensions. Yeah, you're and like, you're like ah. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> That'd be crazy. But yeah, it's like when you try to understand the world, you you inevitably come to things that you can't possibly understand. Like, there has to be things that 
are beyond our un- our comprehension. That's just the inevitable end of science and philosophy and knowledge is what I've found out. Does anybody agree? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, everything. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what philosophy has yeah. determined is that you can't really prove anything. Well, you can't prove everything. No. You can't prove anything? Well, you can prove you exist. You can prove you exist. That's, that's about it. all we've got. Well, and you can't even do that, honestly. Well, you can prove... You have to. You US, have to accept uh, that you exist, but yeah. that doesn't mean you can prove it. You know? Well, but you can prove that you, in the sense of something having a thought, exists because you're having the thought. Well... I don't even know or that you can prove that. Experiencing having a thought. I don't even know if you can prove that, but you have to accept it. That's the first well, yeah, assumption but, but you have to make. By definitions that you're making, that has of prove, to be true. I yeah. guess, yeah, definitions of prove, I suppose. But like, can't you can't know it? I guess is what I'm saying. You can't know it, but you have yeah. to accept it in order to function in the world. Yeah, because in order for you to say, I have a thought you have to be able to say that you exist and that you're experiencing something yeah and that's i guess exactly the so easiest thing to prove yeah you can prove but that doesn't mean you can know <laughs> that <laughs> makes any sense i don't know if that makes sense man <laughs> brain pain dude <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I just want to go to a different dimension and see if it's even possible. <laughs> Better pray harder. I guess. So does that mean we're praying to a different god now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is he going to be mad at us? And the program is like, hey, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> we uh, just get appeared into his basement, stand yeah, and inside and like, be like, uh, too bad. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> That'd be funny. So, I don't know if that... I don't know if that... It doesn't make me have less respect for God, the programmer. But it makes me have more respect for the fact that reality as encompassing everything is a lot bigger than we use, than we think it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, God is still God, and he's awesome because of who he is i mean that's just who he is but there may be a reality beyond him that's mm, like right, that's right, unknowable right. but still appreciatable like yeah you can still appreciate it yeah so I, I don't know that he'd be mad at us for that i, don't I mean that. unless he is i mean unless unless, uh, that's true yeah <laughs> that's always true <laughs> but the god i know isn't petty like nice. that so I think he'd be cool with it. <laughs> he made us he made us not be able to know everything, so if we get it wrong then he'd probably It's his fault. <laughs> yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, we'll we'll just blame him. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not Yeah. Alright. Is oh, that it? I I'm ready to stop. Okay. <laughs>